You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Joe Rutten. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this morning. We're broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls. Stop by and say hello to my mom and get a cup of coffee. I uh, could use a cup, Heather. <gasps> I didn't get you a cup. That's all right. That's I probably didn't need three cups this I morning. Two's probably good. <laughs> well, we're excited today. We have Joe Rutten, as you hear, is our co-host, and he works at Mount Marty College as one of your many things that you do. There's a couple. And so we have your boss on the line. Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, straighten up. <laughs> but, and this is being recorded, too. So. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. What a great opportunity, Heather, here. We're joined by uh, president of Mount Marty College, I believe the 11th president of Mount Marty Ooh. College, Mark Long. Mark, how are you? Good, good. Good morning. How are you this morning? We're doing great. I don't know. It's been fun. We had yeah. Mike Farrell uh, talk, in talking about uh, the Mount Marty uh, Benedictine Leadership Certificate work and had Brandon Connell just share with us about kind of music and choral programming and the value music played. He had some really mm-hmm. great, great kind of quotes and stuff about music that I wrote down. So, yeah, it's been really a great hour. And now we get a kind of I, I said one thing earlier, but maybe <laughs> what I should have said is we, we're going to get to the business uh, and uh, side. side of things here. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, Mark, thanks for being with us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. A little bit about where you come from, maybe a little bit about your story, who you are. I, I know you got uh, some Missouri roots. That- I, I do. Yeah, I grew up on a farm in the middle of Missouri, um, and uh, and was in a um, education family. Uh, my my mom's side of the family are all involved in K twelve education. It's, teachers and administrators, and a long line of farmers on my dad's side. And so, um, yeah, I grew up uh, grew up on the farm, uh, decided that, that was a lot of work. So my mom <laughs> gave me uh, three options when I was in uh, uh, middle school and, and high school. She said I could go to a tech school, I could go to the military, or I could go to college. And I figured uh, that uh, I'm not good at following orders, Joe, as, as you probably well know. <laughs> I'm... Um, uh, and I, I have no mechanical ability whatsoever, so I figured college was the safest choice. So, um, yeah, graduated from the University of Missouri, um, degrees in political science and history, and then did uh, did a few other things uh, and uh, found my way back into higher ed. Got uh, got hired at the University of Missouri um, in the communications office there, and did that for 13 years. Uh, along the way, I had. Uh, you know, just one of these God moments where someone stops and talks to you and and just sets you on the right path. Uh, there was a professor who, whom I didn't have as an undergraduate student at the University of Missouri, literally stopped me on a sidewalk one day and said, why aren't you in graduate school? You should be in graduate hmm. school. And I said, Mike, you obviously have not seen my undergraduate GPA. <laughs> and he said, you've been out of school for a while. That doesn't matter. Go back to grad school. You can really be a leader in higher education. And so um, thought about it. Um, by that point, I, w- I was married and uh, had a couple of kids and um, talked it over with my wife. And and so then got a master's degree in higher ed administration from the University of Missouri and a, and a doctorate in the same subject from the University of Missouri-St. Louis. And then I was, as I was finishing my, my doctorate, um, I uh, uh, knew at that point that it was time to make a jump in, into a presidency. Um, and uh, and so I 
uh, prayed about it and decided I only wanted a Catholic college or university in the Midwest. I'm a native Midwesterner and most comfortable in the Midwest. Um, Catholic by choice, not cradle Catholic. I uh, actually uh, joined um, the church in my early 30s. And uh, and so um, I saw an ad for Mount Marty College in Yankton, South Dakota, applied for it. It was the only job I applied for and and got it five years ago. Wow. Mark, as uh, I would always tell my brothers, my I come from a construction and education family, and I always said I knew that I was supposed to be in education because I, I had soft hands. <laughs> <laughs> and I said I liked using my mind more than I did my hands, although yeah. that's a disservice to them because uh, they definitely <laughs> use their minds and with what they do. But uh, And so here you are, the 11th president of Mount Marty College. You mentioned you're a convert. You said I want to be a president of a small college when that time comes, a Catholic college, and you chose Mount Marty. Tell me a little bit about that discernment, Mount Marty itself, the application, and saying yes, and what it is about Mount Marty that made you say yes. Yeah, so I was, uh, when I applied for the, the position, um, uh, my wife actually knew more about South Dakota than, than I did. I'd been through South Dakota on family vacations and things before, but uh, she actually grew up in the Kansas City area and in northwest Missouri, and she had family members that uh, lived in the Parkston and Minnow areas of South Dakota. And so she had a lot of fi- uh, very fond memories growing up of, of family reunions and barbecues in South Dakota. So when I told her about uh, this ad I'd seen, she said, absolutely, I'd love to go to South Dakota. And so our our kids, we have uh, twin sons, uh, we're just finishing high school. And so um, we, we started off being empty nesters in, in South Dakota, and it has been just five years of love. We've loved every minute of it. Wow, that is fantastic. And so, you know, you came to Yankton, you came to South Dakota, you came to Mount Marty. Uh, what was it? What is it that, you know, you stop and you say, man, this is what makes Mount Marty special? Right. It's, it's really, as I say, it, it, um, it starts off with the Benedictine sisters who sponsored this uh, soon-to-be university for uh, for 84 years. And, you know, the, these women live together in community um, to to grow in their faith um, and service of God. And uh, that that is a very powerful feeling on this campus. And what goes along with that is the unconditional love they have for all of God's people. And as I say, it starts off on this monastery on this hill and rolls right down throughout campus and out into the world. And you really feel that. It's interesting. There's a, there's a podcast that some of our coaches have done. Some of these coaches are alumni. And they talk about the, the special it factor for Mount Marty that you don't find on many college or university campuses. And I am sure that it's, it's that love. It's the love of Jesus Christ. It's the love of the sisters. And why we all show, Joe, you know this, we show up every day to make sure everyone on this campus and everybody associated with the institution is successful, uh, whether that's students, faculty, staff, alumni. And, of course, we're based here in Yankton, but we also have a doctoral program in nurse anesthesia in Sioux Falls that's very well regarded nationally and internationally. And then we have adult education center in Watertown uh, that, that does very well there. Um, and so it's, it's really um, first and foremost, and I keep this in my mind always, that is first and foremost a ministry of Jesus Christ. And if with that centered perspective, um, we can do amazing things. Wow, that's powerful, Mark. And I know that I've heard it before, but maybe it's just 
in, in an interview or something like this where you hear it again, you're like, wow, that is the center. You know, it's a first, a ministry of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Wow. What a powerful statement from a president of a college that says what we're doing here isn't just producing business folk and yeah. uh, teachers and nurse, like we're exercising a ministry that this is a work of God, that, that Christ is present in all we do. And while we do this, we're training nurses and teachers and business leaders. Uh, what, a, what a powerful, powerful statement there, Mark. The community. Tell me a little bit about uh, your experience at Mount Marty as it relates to the community of the college administration. There's kind of three areas to a college from my experience. Administration, uh, uh, faculty, and then maybe what I'd call staff, like student affairs and, and uh, grounds maintenance service uh, uh, uh-huh. type of, of uh, um, program departments. Um, those three areas, kind of the staff, the administration, and the faculty. Could you talk a little bit about those types of, those three areas of the community? Sure. So I think you have this, obviously, the the Catholic tradition, uh, intellectual tradition that, that is present in colleges and universities that is very important here. And then at Mount Marty, you have this Benedictine flavor uh, that, that comes along with it. And uh, St. Benedict wrote, wrote his rule 1,500 years ago. And it's really uh, how people can live in community according to gospel values. If you boil it all down, that's what his rule is. And so throughout, I mean, it's huge impact on Western civilization, right? Um, throughout the Middle Ages and up into the current time. And so, uh, Joe, you know this uh, as well or better than I do, um, taking this, this Benedictine and Catholic tradition and really spreading it across the curriculum. So whether our students are Catholic or not, they have a, a solid understanding of these traditions and uh and we really want them when they leave here and in fact i'm i'm we actually sign our diplomas next week i'm going to have hundreds of diplomas i i sign and because we didn't have an in-person graduation this spring i'm actually writing notes uh that will will go with uh, each diplomas that are mailed to the the recent graduates but we have an expectation that after they spend four years here or they're part of our one of our graduate programs that they will have an understanding of their obligation to their communities throughout their lives, and they have an obligation to make those communities stronger and better throughout their lives, as those communities then work to make them better, right? And so that, that symbiotic relationship is, is enormously important, and that's really a cornerstone of what we're about. Mark, uh, part of the the honesty of just being a human person is that our minds and our hearts and our emotions – you know, we constantly need to be attentive to them, and the Benedictines have this strong attentiveness to life, and ref- and they listen well, and they reflect. And one thing that I've always been attentive to when you talk is to the students, as you say, um, you are here to contribute to us, to the Mount Marty College. Like, you are here not just so that we can give you an education, but so that you can make us better. And what I've always appreciated about that is it really ennobles the student to say, I am not a youth. I am not just, I am a human. I am somebody that's coming here to contribute to my education while I receive it. And I think it just empowers them. And it immediately says that we're, we're together in this thing. This isn't like a hierarchical thing where we're up on top and you're down below. And this is us together as lifelong learners. And we want to help you. But when you're here, we really expect you. 
We really expect you to help us. Hmm. And I think it has changed the way I have approached my own students to not look at them and say, I'm here to give you something, but I'm here to receive. What is it that she, how are you helping me be better and our community be better? Uh, I've just appreciated that about your approach, Mark, to education. Yeah, and it's, it's really not my approach. It is, it's been here for, for 80 plus years. But I think you, you know, you originally asked me about the faculty staff and, and administration here. I think there is a common understanding of, of the role that each of us play in making this community stronger, making the education here stronger so these students are well prepared to live the next 60 years of their life, hopefully in the service of, of God and, and certainly uh, also in the service of their communities. Amen. Well, and through your education, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you and Joe talk about having this different way of, of educating and working with the students and the staff. And I'm sure going through your college experiences with your master's and your, your doctorate, you were taught to do things a certain way. How did you come about that you wanted to do things different at Mount Marty? How did you come about of this whole thought process and actually putting it into action? Yeah, um, that's a great question, Heather, and and, uh, and one I don't think I've ever been asked before. So I'll have to ponder it for just a minute. I, I really think, you know, and Joe alluded to this just a few minutes ago, one of our strong uh, Benedictine principles is listening. And one of the, the biggest surprises I had here when I came in, unlike any other job where you have someone to assist you, when you become a college president or, or CEO probably of any organization from the outside, People immediately look to you to make decisions, but you're still learning about the organization. And in, in my case, I had a lot of experience with Franciscans and, and their charism, but not really much about the Benedictine. And so I, 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 for the first several months, I was sort of like, I, I just need to listen, but people still wanted me to make decisions. Yeah. And so I really think it was uh, going back to our roots, our understanding of why this institution was created. Um, Learning about uh, the history, making relationships certainly with the with the diocese um, on both sides of the river. We're in the diocese of Sioux Falls, but the archdiocese of Omaha literally is a few hundred yards away, and so uh, making connections then. So we were recognized as as a principal Catholic organization and college in this part of the country, and and uh, then slowly start making decisions which very much get at why this institution was created, why it is a ministry. And uh, and then I think, uh, you know, you trust in the Holy Spirit to lead all of us uh, in the direction uh, that we should go. And, uh, and fortunately, um, in the last five years, we've, we've had some success. So we're uh, fully intent on, on to keep doing what we have been doing. Trust in the Holy Spirit. Bingo. Ooh, baby. <laughs> I need a lot of work at that one there, Mark. I, I, I always, uh, Jesus, I trust in you. The divine mercy image is like one of my favorites, partly because I know how important just in humanity is and leadership trust is. It's really a fundamental element that you have to have to do good work together in community. Um, but it's also that thing that says, I got to trust my God because right. by myself, I really can't do this. Um, but I do know that if God has called me to something that he will accomplish his work in spite of me. And 
that aspect of uh, not being perfect and of being vulnerable, don't, is, is it been, I just heard that in what you said there, Mark, like I don't have all the answers. I'm trying to figure out what it is to be a president and yet people need me to lead them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's really one of the things I've appreciated most about you is you almost seem to have a Benedictine charism in you before you came to camp, or at least when I met you, maybe you already got it baked into you in the first three <laughs> years before I joined the team. But that idea that says we need to listen to everybody, we need to gather the information. And then as Benedict says, the abbot needs to make a decision. Somebody has to move us forward, and uh, we're going to do that moving forward. So uh, uh, let's. I want to chat just a little bit about this idea of you said soon-to-be university. Um, so we're Mount I have Marty, to start changing the way I say Mount, things. Well, huh? maybe not yet. <laughs> okay. We got it. So, Mark, tell you us Mount Marty, Co- Mount Marty College, okay. Mount Marty College. We're, we, we're we've really, we've unveiled that will be be Mount Marty University. Tell us a little bit about and our listeners here in the five state region, but yet across the globe. Really, they're listening to Catholic Radio and Real Presence Network. Mount Marty College, Yankton, South Dakota, will become Mount Marty University. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it'll start July 1 of 2020, so we're, we're inside a month now when that will happen. And, and really, it was not um, a grand plan that I had or, or anybody on the administration, but there was actually an editorial in the local newspaper a couple of years ago that, that said, you know, Mount Marty is a university. We have excellent graduate programs. We have a lot of great things happening here. We have growing enrollment. Um, you know, there's more of a, a research and scholarship emphasis. And so... Uh, you know, the, the, the editorial on the paper was, why isn't it a university? Well, it just so happened that that uh, editorial hit in the midst of a board meeting. And, uh, and our board meetings at Mount Marty are uh, two days, really a day and a half. And the second day, I had three board members bring the paper in to me and say, well, what about that? Hmm. And so I thought, since the sisters sponsor us, the first conversation I should have is with the sisters. And uh, so I, I, uh, I visited with them. They have chapter meeting um, several times a year. In August of 2018, I, I went and had, you know, 75 sisters in front of me. And I said, you know, this question has been posed and uh, received enthusiastic support from the sisters. And so I went back to the board and, and uh, they decided to move forward with it. And, and so we unveiled it at the same time, or actually just a little bit before, we also unveiled a new institutional logo which, uh, and I think Joe will, will recognize this, has a Benedictine cross as it, at its mm-hmm. top. Our, our previous right. logo uh, really didn't have um, any religious sort of imagery to it, and we mm-hmm. thought that was very important for us to identify as a Catholic university and a Benedictine university, and so we unveiled that uh, almost uh, a year ago, and, um, and that has, has uh, really helped us in the marketplace, and, um, and uh, we... we I uh, have uh, more students intent on coming here in the fall, and it's just great to see some of the success starting to take shape. So tell this this girl over here, what's the difference between a university and a college? So universities um, typically have more graduate programs, typically have a more research, research agenda that is um, uh, mm. participating in knowledge creation and development as well as, as teaching. Liberal arts colleges throughout history have largely been focused on the 
the uh, teaching the arts and sciences, which are incredibly important. But in modern days, a really good liberal arts institutions oftentimes prepare their students for graduate education. So if you look at institutions, well-known liberal arts institutions, many of those students go on to business school or law school or medical school. And so we have this great liberal arts core, but we also have professional programs in nursing and in teaching and graduate programs in those areas, too, and others, business. I know you're going to be talking with Jamison Rounds here in a few minutes. Uh, business is really making a resurgence at, at, at Mount Marty. And so uh, it really is, um, that, that's the difference, but there's nothing there's nothing legal um, to whether you call yourself a college or university. Dartmouth College is in the Ivy League and is very definitely a university. Um, Boston College, a Jesuit institution, is the same way, very much a university. So in many times it's, it's sort of uh, how you're, you, you just choose to call yourself. I'll also say, and Joe talked about listeners around the world, in, in many countries colleges or collegio um, are, are recognized as high school institutions. And so our international enrollment has also ticked up in the last few years. And so being a college, obviously, in the minds of many international students, uh, there's some confusion that we may actually be a high school. And so we thought it was a good thing to, to change the name. Outstanding. I learned something new every time. Uh, this is great. Uh, Mark, tell us a little bit. So the, the momentum is, uh, is, is hot, if you will, at Mount Marty. There's a lot going on. There's a $16 million athletic complex that's going to be completed here this fall, a new residence dorm. We're expecting a big freshman class, all of these types of things. As we kind of wind down this half hour, uh, maybe share with us a little bit about your visions and your hopes and then the reality of next fall and what you might expect in light of COVID and some of those circumstances. Yeah, so we've made the decision, I'll answer your second question first, we've made the decision to have in-person classes in the fall. That's that's what we're all about, right, is is that personal relationships we have, building community. And certainly we, we did do that uh, as well as we could the second half of the spring semester with online learning. But our students and faculty both would tell you it's just different. And they missed uh, their friends. They missed their their faculty and staff, the students did. And so uh, we're going to work very hard to make sure we have a safe campus um, and, and learning uh, centers, obviously, in Sioux Falls and Watertown, too. Uh, but we think it's very important to, to come together. And so we are intent on doing that, and we're looking nationally at best practices to make sure that we have a safe environment for everyone on campus. Um, what future? What does the future hold? Uh, continued growth. You know, we have a, a strategic plan that has uh, five core areas. Uh, rural health and well-being is very important given our relationship with Avera Health. Again, an outstanding Catholic uh, ministry in the Upper Midwest. Uh, the sisters who sponsor us also sponsor Avera Health in our graduate programs, undergraduate programs in the health sciences. So really looking at the issues and concerns in the rural part of the country, especially in this region, will be a continued focus for us. Benedictine leadership, and the director of the Benedictine leadership is, is on this program this morning, and Joe Rutten, and how we take that 1,500-year-old tradition and uh, rooted, rooted again in gospel values and, and really impact society in ways it really needs to be impacted in this modern day. So very ambitious part there. Continued growth and visibility. You know, we're, I'm on the hook to have a thousand students college-wide by 2023. We're probably on our way to at least 1,200. 
And so um, community engagement, you know, it's about loving your neighbors and, and, and certainly experiential learning, too. So uh, there's a lot of work to do, but it is a labor of love and joy. Wonderful. And now you know why I love my job, Heather. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what a fantastic leader. Thank you, Dr. Mark Long, for being on with us this morning. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. God bless. Any, any last thoughts before we let you go? We have about 30 seconds. No, other than just thanks. It's been great uh, listening to all the good things happening at, at Mount Marty. You know, in the last uh, last half hour, I, I listened to Brandon Connell and, and uh, just heard some things actually I didn't know in some of our <laughs> choral music programs. And yeah. so I, I'm really looking forward to listening to uh, to Jamison Rounds, uh, who's, who's only been here for a year as chair of our business program and assistant professor of business. He really has an amazing background, certainly with the Catholic Church, but also uh, in international relations and trade and and the law. And so uh, mm. just it, it, there's a lot of amazing things happening at Mount Marty. It's just it's really cool for me to be a small part of it. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Dr. Long, for joining us today. Thank you. Take care. All right. Up next, as he said, we have another business program like any other here. We've got uh, Jameson Rounds coming up. He is the new chair of the business department at Mount Marty College and hoping to take things to the next level. Next on Real Presence Live, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 